Shalom, Abrachor, Abdu Meseche, Soito, Daf, Mem, Hey, today's Daf discusses some more about the Egla Arufa, how much of Sanhedrin needs to be there, whether the Melech needs to be there for this, whether the entire Sanhedrin needs to be there for the Egla Arufa process, when uh, we're putter from Egla Arufa and the, the body's hidden, or and we compare that to Shechecha being hidden. Where do we measure from when do we have two bodies, one on top of the other, then also compared to Shechecha? Where do we measure from? What are some exceptions to Aglarufa? And what's considered the Iker body, the head, the torso? We begin with, with the Gemara that asks, how do we know that the Aglarufa ceremony has to be done in Lash Nakaidesh? Rabbi Avo tells us the Pasuk says, Va'onuva Amru. And it says, Va'onuva Halavim Va'amru. And the Halavim we're, we're talking in Lash Nakaidesh. So too, the Aglarufa is said in Lash Nakaidesh because of the Gezer Shava of Onu. The Seder of Egla Rufa, the Pasuk says, is Kiyamatse Chalal Ba'adama. You find, you find a, a, a stab victim. The Zakanim and the Shoiftim go out. This tells us that you need three members of the Bezdan HaGadol of Yerushalayim to be involved in this process. If Yehuda disagrees, he says you need five. How do you get to three? So the Pasuk says, Vyotsu Zikonecha Ushvatecha. Zikonecha is plural, that means two. Shvatecha is two. Uh, so Rabbi Huda says you have two and two, so that should be four. But you never have a an even bezdin, so you're gonna add one more to get to five. Rabbi Shimon only says three. So what does he do with Shoif He also should need another two. The command says he's gonna need that pasuk of Shoif Tachal to tell you that it has to be your judges, Dafka judges from the bezdin Hagadol from the Sanhedrin Hagadol. Rabbi Huda tells us that. What does he do with, how does he know that it has to be from Bezna Gadol? He learns, learns that out from Ziknei Zikeinecha. The fact that it doesn't say, just say Ziknei, the Zikeinecha, your Zikeinu, it means your Sanhedrin Gadol. Rav Shimon tells us, if the puzzle would have just written Ziknei, it needed to say Zikeinecha, because Ziknei would have uh, super, uh, supposed that any Zikeinu could have worked. I had to dafka say zikenecha. It can't just be some zikenim from the shuk. It has to be members of Bezdin. If it just said zikenecha, I would think that any Sanhedrin member would work. That's why it says ushoiftecha. To tell you it can't just be Sanhedrin Katana, it has to be Sanhedrin Gedoila. Maybe Huda learns that from ziknei, ziknei from ziknei or Eida. Over there, it was talking about special zikenim from the. Sanhedrin Gedayla, so it's over here. It's a Sanhedrin Gedayla. The Miyuchad, Miyuchadin Sheba Eida. The Gemara says, well, hang, if you're learning from Zikne Eida, then you can learn everything out from Zikne Eida. Why do you need the extra word of Zikenecha Vishoiftecha? The Gemara says, you're right. Rabbi Yehuda learns the extra five, the extra two to get to five from the Vav in Vishoiftecha. Rabbi Shimon doesn't learn from Vavs. The Gemara says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, if you're going to be learning from Vavs, you should have a lot more than five. Because it also says Vyatu. I should add another two. It says, Umadudu, it's another two. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you should have nine. According to Shimon, you should be at seven. If these vavs are mashma, another two. The Gemara says, no, Vyotsu and Umadudu, we need for something else. We've seen a price, so we need them. Vyotsu tells us that the kingdom themselves have to go out. They can't send Shluchim. And Umadudu tells us that even if you find the body right next to a city. You know exactly which city it's closest to. You still need to measure it because there's a mitzvah. Umadudu to do that measuring itself. 
the Gemara points out that our Mishnah cannot be like Rabbi Yezben Yaakov because he says in a Braiso that Zekeinecha in the Pasuk means Sanhedrin and Shoftecha means the Melech and the Kayin Gadol, that they also need to show up for this procedure. The Melech is included because we, the Pasuk says Melech b'mishpat yamid eretz. The Kayin Gadol from the Pasuk of Eis the Gemara asks, Rabbi Yaakov says that the king of the Kohen God will have to be there. Does he agree that you need the Sanhedrin? That, that you only need five or three members of the Sanhedrin? Or does he agree with, with the Yehuda and Rav Shimon entirely? And he holds that not only do you need the king and the Kohen God, you need the entire Sanhedrin. What does he hold? So Rabbi Yosef tells us, we can learn this out from the Zokin Mamre. Right? It says in Sanhedrin, that if the, the, the Zokin Mamre, the rebellious Zokin, finds Sanhedrin by Beipagi, by the Lishkas Hagozis, and that's where he does his rebellion, that's where he gets the din of a Zokin Mamre. If, they, if he finds the Sanhedrin somewhere else, he won't be Zokin Mamre, the Pusik says, but has to be in the place, the Lishkas Hagozis also is necessary to make him into a Zokin Mamre. The Gemara says, what, what are we talking about? Where would he find the entire Sanhedrin outside of Lishka Sagazes? And if you only found a couple of the members outside, that doesn't necessarily make him Zokin Mamre because maybe the people who are back in the Lishka Sagazes actually agree with him and he's not actually being rebellious against the entire Sanhedrin. It must be that they all left and they can't just leave for Advaris shows. The Pasuk says, uh, that before leaving, they have to make sure that there's still 23 members of Sanhedrin, a Sanhedrin Katana there. Otherwise, they're not allowed to leave. The entire Sanhedrin is not allowed to pack out Alishkas Hagazes. It must be that they all left for Dvar Mitzvah. So what sort of Dvar Mitzvah would bring out the entire Sanhedrin Hagadol? It must be for measuring the Agla Rufa, just like Rebbe Lezben Yaakov holds. You see that you do need the entire Sanhedrin according to Rebbe Lezben Yaakov. But Abaye answers, not necessarily. Could be that the entire Sanhedrin left not to go measure Nagarufa. Maybe it was just to expand a city. Like the Mishnah says, that you're only allowed to expand a city or the Azaros with the entire Bezdin of 71 Sanhedrin members. We have a Bryce at the back of Rabbi Yosef. Now you don't need the entire Sanhedrin Nagarufa according to Rabbi Yosef. It says that if the Zokin Mamre finds the Sanhedrin by the base Pagi, by the Lishka Sagazes, and there he does his rebellions. Only there will it will he have the din of a Zokin Mamre. But if he finds them somewhere else, if they had all left, and over here the, the Bryce says why they left, for measuring an Egla Rufa or to expand the city, over there he would not be a Zokin Mamre because it needs to be, come to Velisa, it has to be by the place where they are stationed, by the base pack, by the Lishka Sagosis. Base Pagi means any, anything within the perimeter, the circumference outside of Yerushalayim. Next, we said that if the, the corpse was found in a pile of stones or hanging in a tree, then that's not Egla Rufa. That has to be on the ground. It's, the Gemara says, Our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda, not the Rabbonon. Because we see in a Brisa that the Pasuk of Veshachachto, Oyimir Basodim, excludes the Shechacha, that the Oni is allowed to take, being hidden. If it's hidden, then you're not allowed to take that. That's the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. The Chachamim say, that the Pasuk of Basada is actually including Tommen, that Tommen would be included. So, when it comes to the body of the Egla Arufa, 
the Chachamim Lachayra would say that even if a tenant it would be chayev, it would be mechayev the procedure of Eglah Rufa. It must be only Rav Yehuda who says that Tomud would not be good. But Rav says that even the Rabbanon can be in accordance with our mission of Eglah Rufa. You have to look at the context of the Pesukim. Apostle says, Kimatze Chalal. You find stand people on the ground, and which is excluding someone who is hidden. And over there, by the pasuk of Shechah, it says, "Ki siktor ketzircho basodim v'shochach to oimer." It has to be Shechah, something that was forgotten, like something which was harvested. Just like when you harvest something, it's out in the open. Shechah also has to be only when it's out in the open. The pasuk added the word basodim to include, according to the Rabbanon, even something which is talmud. But in general, he, the Rabbanon agree with, with Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara asks on Rabbi Yehuda, why doesn't he also learn that the shikha has to be like the katsir, that it has to be out in the open? The Gemara says, Enachanami. The extra pasuk of Basad that tells me that even shikha, which is standing up, has the din of shikha. In fact, the Gemara, what about the Rabbanon? The Gemara asks, what about the Rabbanon? How do they know that, that standing up shikha is also included in shikha? They learn it out from Kisiktsar Katsir Chabasode. Rabbi Yehuda, he needs that pasuk for Rabbi Avoam, Rabbi Lazar, who tells us that that excludes someone's grain, his stalks that fly into his friend's field. That wouldn't be Shekha. The Rabbanon would say that we can learn that from the fact that it doesn't just say Basodet, it says Basodcha, it has to be in your field. Rabbi Yehuda would say that you don't learn something out from the fact that it said Basodcha. Next, if Yermia asks, if the shikha flies and lands on something in your neighbor's field, so it's not on the ground, what's the halacha with that? Is that still in your property? Because, you know, what's the, what's the din in the ear space of his field? Does that count as being in his field? Or not? So Rav, Rav Kahana told Rav Poppy, some say it was Rav Kahana, Rav Zvid, why can we answer, like, uh, from Rav Avoh, Rav Lazar, a lot of names, he said that shikha only applies if your wheat doesn't fly into someone else's field, into your chaver's field. That sounds like only if it's in your friend's field are you out. But if it's in your field, it's still shikha. According to that train of thought, in your friend's field, floating would be a pator. But if it lands in your friend's field, it's not. But it has to be in your field. You don't, you don't take shikha give shikha from your neighbor's field, that's not an option. Elamai, even if it landed in your friend's field, it would be shikha. The only reason why we use a lashon of floating over there didn't mean that it was landing on something else. Place to the next. The way that it got from your field to the other one is by floating. So we use a lashon of floating, but it means that it landed in your friend's field. The Gemara now tells us if someone picks up a bundle an Oimer. And he wants to take it into the city, but then he puts it down in his friend's field and he forgets about it. Rather, he didn't put it on his friend's field, he put it on another bundle. And then he forget about it. So the bottom one is Shekha. The top one, that's not Shekha. Rabbi Shimon Yehuda says, in the name of Rabbi Shimon, that neither one of these bundles, these stacked bundles, have the din of Shekha. Why not? Well, the bottom one is hidden by the top one. The top one is floating. It's not on the ground. So we can bring a ride from there. The whole machloikas is only on the bottom one. Everyone agrees that the top one does not have a din of shecha. That floating shecha doesn't count. The Gemara says that's not a raya, though. 
to floating Shekha in general because over here he had first been Machazik. He first picked it up to bring it to town. So he was Zoyche in it. That's why it's not Shekha. So the Gemara says, if he already has this Kenyan on this bundle, then why does the case need to be that he put it onto another bundle? Even if he put it down on the floor, it would still be his. The Gemara says, Enechanami, you're right. The only reason why we specify that he put it onto another bundle is to tell you that he had hidden the bottom one. The bottom one is going to be he's going to have that machlekas, whether it's tomun. I we said that the whole reason why it's potter is because it was tzaf, it was floating, not because he was machziket. The like Gemara says, no, no, no. It means that he was machziket, and therefore it has the din of like it's floating. Next, Abayi tells us he was once had a very clear mind, and he said, I feel like Ben Azai in the Shuk of Tveria, you can ask me anything you want. So, they asked him, what happens if you have two corpses who are stabbed, stabbed stacked on top of each other? Where do you mention, uh, measure, rather, from the body to the city for Agla Arufa? You see, that both of these corpses are the same min. They're both corpses. So, it's min beminoi. Does that mean that the bottom one is not tomun? Do we say min beminoi would be tomun? And... The top body is not considered floating. So you'd measure from the top body. It's as if it's on the floor, like two bodies are one. Or maybe, second option, Min Miminoi does make the top one count as floating. It also doesn't make the bottom one counted as being Tomun, so you would measure from the bottom one. Third option, maybe, Min Miminoi does make the bottom one Tomun, and it makes the top one floating, so you can't measure from either one. One's Tomun, one's floating. Where do you measure from? So Abai answered, I could give you an answer from the Oymer. If someone grabs a bundle from his field, he wants to take it to the city, and instead he puts it onto another bundle, like we just said. The bottom one has the din of Shekha. The top one that he put down is not Shekha, Reb Shimon. Yehuda says from Reb Shimon that neither of them are Shekha. The top, the, the, the top one is floating, the bottom one is Tamun. So it sounds like Machlach is Tanoim. And that Tan is going like Reb Yehuda who holds... Now, when the Pesach says basode, it means it has to be out in the open in the field, not tomun. L'choyra, Abayi says, their machloikas is, one holds min miminoi counts as tomun, and one holds, it's not tomun. Not to be answered to your shayla. But the Gemara says, it can't be, because if he was actually going like a Yehuda, everyone agrees that min miminoi would make the bottom one count as tomun. Over here, the machloikas is the machloikas between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbonon. See, they're Abonon, Paschal like they're Abonon, and Rabbi Shimon Ben Yehuda, Paschal like Rabbi Yehuda. Right, so why did he need to make the case that the guy put down his bundle on top of another bundle? Even if he put it on dirt or put it on rocks, that would also be enough to make it not Shecha. We wanted to show the Koyach of Rabbi Yehuda that even when it's Min Beminoi, that he, even if he placed it onto another bundle, Yehuda will still say that the bottom one counts as Tomon. Next thing Amara tells us that the corpse that you find by Eglarufa has to have been stabbed but not strangled or alive. He can't just be dying, he has to be dead. But the Pesach says, Ba'adama means he has to be uncovered, he can't be tomun, hidden in a uh, pile of rocks. When the Pesach says, Noifel, it means not hanging in a tree. And Basada says, he can't be, it's not, it wouldn't be Eglarufa if he was floating in water. Rabbi Lazar tells us, no matter where you find him, if he was stabbed, you still have a case of Eglarufa. And the Braisa, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda tells us that they told Rabbi Yezer, where he says a stab wound is an Eglarufa automatically. 
He said, wouldn't you agree that if he was choked and in the garbage, that you wouldn't do Egla Rufa? You see that he has the Tafka be stabbed, but not choked. So over here also, if you make that drasha, why don't you also make that the drasha of Ba'adama and not Tomon in a pile of stones? Neufel, not in a tree. Sodeh, not in water. And the Gemara answers, Rabbi Eliezer only makes the drasha of stabbing. It has to be a stab victim because there's an extra lashon in the Pasuk of, chal- of Chalol, of stab. The Gemara now tells us that if you find the body next to a city of 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 of, the Kachavim, of Goyim, you do not do Egla Arufa because the Pasuk says, Ki Matzei, not Matzoi. If the city doesn't have a Bezdin, there's also no Egla Arufa because it has to be Zikneo Ir. And you only measure this animal, that you only measure to the city that has a Bezdin. The Chiddush over there, that Mishra is teaching us that even though you find the corpse next to a city that doesn't have a best, then you measure it to the next city, which does. He tells us wherever you can find the closest best. Next, the mission tells us, if you find this body exactly between two cities, then both cities are going to bring an Egla Rufa, according to Rebbe Yazer. Mishnah also says that Yushalayim never brings an Egla Rufa. Mishnah also tells us that if you find the head decapitated in one place and the body in another place, we have a machlekes. Revelezer says you bring the head to the body. Rabbi Akiva says you bring the body to the head. And from where do you me- do you measure? Revelezer says from you you measure to the city from his navel, from his stomach. Rabbi Akiva says from the nose, and Revelezer ben Yaakov says from the place where people stab people from his neck. Now, what, what's Pshan Revelezer? That both cities are going to need to bring an Egla Arufa if it's exactly between the two of them? Well, he holds that it's, it's, it is possible for it to be exactly between the two. When the Pasuk says, Ukraiva, could it even be Kraivois? The two closest cities. Yushalayim never gets an Egla Arufa because the Pasuk says, Lirishta, to your inheritance, Yushalayim was never divided as the Yerusha to the Shvatim. So it's disqualified. It doesn't apply to Egla Arufa. Now, we said if you find the head and the body in one place, you have a machlekes, whether we go by the body or the head. What's the machlekes based on? If it's an issue of measuring, we learn in the Seifa where to measure from. The ratio was not talking about where to measure from, not from the head or the body. It was a different machlekes. So, Ritzchak explains, the machlekes here is, is Gavi, the mes mitzvah shaboy. A mes mitzvah is kind of the place where he is found. So, do we say that the place where we're going to bury him the, the makam that he's going to is where his head is or where his body is. It's a practical like It's also because one time it holds that the body is where it he originally died and the head rolled away. The other time it holds, Rabbi Akiva would say that the head is where he died and the body was still shaking after the death and moved. Now what's the is about where to measure the body from? There was it the nose, the neck, or the navel. So the Tano says... The nose, a person's icker life is from his nose. That's where he breathes. One time it holds that the icker chios of a person is from his stomach, the, in, the vital organs. We might be able to match it up with the Mechlekes Tanoim about where a fetus begins its growth from. Gemara Numa says that the, the baby grows from its head. Right? The Pesach says, Mime'ei imi atagoyzi. 
and it says Gizi Nizarecha Veashlichi. But Abishol says that it grows from his torso, from the stomach, from the navel, and it grows out from there. But the Gemara says it's not necessarily the same Achloikas because Abishol was only talking about where the the physical body grows, how it grows. But when it comes to the the life force of the child, everyone agrees that that is by the nose with breathing. Right? The Pasuk says, Kol asher nishmas be'apov. And Eliezer ben Yaakov was the third opinion. He says that you measure from the neck because the Pasuk says, that chalolim are by necks. So you measure the stab wound, the stabbed person from his neck to the city. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.